mind walkers it's lovely to meet y'all <laughs> Today, we're talking about the female and the male brain. I um, I read the female brain and... I read the male brain? From uh, Luen Brissendine. Brissendine? <laughs> the same author. Yeah, she read... She, she wrote two books. And today we want to talk about these two because we think it's really important and a lot of stuff that we didn't know. Yeah, and we talk about it a lot, and we always say this should be a book that everyone should have read. And, yeah. and it should be general knowledge. Yeah, because there's so much that you don't know. And you didn't even think about. No. And we want to apologize if you like, say words wrong, because they're really hard. We have to talk, we talk about a lot about from the book, so we ha there's some really, really hard words, so we're yeah. sorry. And words about the neuroscientist stuff, so that's <laughs> complicated, but we'll try our best. And we will quote a lot of from the book because, like, the knowledge that we have is from those two books, so yeah. And I think it's much more professional if we like bring it from the book than just say what we think it is, yeah. So we don't want to bring on any false, um, false. How do you say? False facts. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we will start with the male brain first. It's the one that I read. And I will just like explain the different hormones that the males have. So, yeah. Um, there's the testosterone. I think everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. It's like... They call it Zeus, the king of the male hormones. He's dominant, aggressive, and all-powerful. Focused on goal-oriented, he feverishly, feverishly builds all that is male, including the compulsion to outrank other males in the pecking order. Um, he's also prized for his confidence and bravery. He can be a convincing seducer, but when, when he's irrit irritable, he can be grouchiest of birth years birth yeah that one <laughs> something like that <laughs> so then there's the vasopressin the white knight vasopressin is the hormone protecting and defending turf mate and children along with testosterone he runs the male brain circuits and enhance masculinity then there's the mullerian inhibiting substance the mis the hercules he's strong tough and fearless also known as the defeminizer he ruthlessly strips away all that is feminine from the males mis builds brain circuits for exploratory behavior oh, oh, oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> then there's the oxytocin 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 i'm sorry the lion tamer, with just a few cuddles and strokes, this down boy hormone settles and calms even the, fierce, the fiercest of beasts, builds trust circuits and romantic love circuits and attachment circuits in the brain. He reduces stress hormones, lowers men's blood pressure. He promotes feelings of safety and security. Yeah. 
then the cortisol, the gladiator, when threatened, he is angry, fired up and willing to fight for life and limp. Androstenedione, the Romeo, the charming seducer of woman, when released by the skin as a pheromone, he does more for a man's sex appeal than any aftershave or cologne. Like, kind of like the confidence that's like building up from that. Then the dop dopamine, I think everyone heard of that as well. The energizer, he's all about feeling good, having fun and going for the gusto. Excited and highly motivated, he's pumped up to win and driven to hit the jackpot again and again. Mm. These are the hormones. I know it's complicated, but it's just like that you know what, what we're talking about. What we're talking about and what hormone is. What hormone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm just gonna like say a few facts about the male brain that are written in the beginning and listed. I think there are about nine or ten. First, the sexual pursuit is 2.5 times larger in the male brain than the, that the female brain i think that is something that everyone should know that male do have more sexual thoughts that than women yeah but that's like just a fact that and no man can do anything about yeah, it it's like just, it's just it's just programmed in their brain and it's just bigger and it has a it's just more powerful yeah and I think everybody knows that, but no one really knows how big it is. Yeah, and I think women of oftenly like judge male about that. Yeah. That they always just thinking about the one thing and stuff like that, but that's just who they are. Like that's just the yeah. male brain. And I also think it's kind of logic because male can like impregnate many women at one time. Yeah. And women can't. Yeah. They every nine months they can, and then afterwards they have a baby for the rest of their life. So, and the male focus is to bring his genes, new genes, to the world. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of logic. No. <laughs> Logical, normal. If you normal, think about it, like it's it, it's it's nothing bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad. <laughs> the second thing is that uh, when. Uh, the male or when men like have a problem they often just have the solution a fix it fast solution and they're not like I I often hear women complaining about that the male are not there to listen to their problems but they always like searching for a solution to help them but sometimes you just want to tell someone how you're feeling don't but, want a solution <laughs> and you and you don't want a, solu a solution but that's just a male brain they want to fix it fast yeah as simple as it is <laughs> then there's the dpn i'm not gonna say that name right now just the dpn it's the defend your turf area it's um about the terri territorial de de defense fear and aggression it's larger in males than in females and contains special circuits to, to detect territorial challenges by other males, making men more sensitive to poten potential turf threats. I think that's another really important one too, because yeah. at the end of the day, there are those who protect us. So 
they just they feel more threatened by people or stuff than we do yeah and they have the urge to fight and yeah because we can't fight everyone (laughs) (laughs) well we just can't (laughs) that's a fact (laughs) then there's the alarm system for threats fear and danger drives emotional impulses it gets fired up to fight by testosterone vasopressin and cortisol and is calmed by oxytocin this area is larger in men than in women then there's the brain spirometer for registering social approval or disapproval this is i am accepted or not area keeps human from making the most fundamental social mistakes being too different from others and during puberty it may help males reset their facial response to hide their emotions oh wow that's like something you have to know that when they're teens or in the puberty they hide their emotions to like not be different from others because every male is doing that wow i also think that's because i i didn't read the male brain but i think that's because they don't want to be vulnerable yeah and vulnerable is like weakness yeah feminine and they have to be strong they have to protect us yeah and everybody around them so they don't want to and just to say when when we say stuff like that that they have to protect and be the strong one that's like not our opinion yeah that's just like i also read in the male brain that um when they're very young like babies they just they have this feeling to not talk or something like that they they just want to have action or something to explore and they i don't know that they're just like that and that's not about the people that are around them yeah and i think they variate from every person but yeah they just they have this urge to protect and to be the strong one and that's that has nothing to do with the environment that they're in yeah um, then there's the VTA. It's the motivation center, an area deep in the center of the brain that manufactures dopamine, a neurotransmitter required for I- initiating mu- movement, motivation, and reward. It is more active in the male brain. Then the I feel what you feel emotional empathy system gets in sync with others emotions by reading facial expressions and interpreting tone of voice and other nonverbal emotional cues it is larger and more active in the female brain that's like something to know um then there is the worry ward fear of punishment like also the area for the self-consciousness this is smaller in the men than in the woman brain so maybe that has something to do why women often feel judged or self-consciousness yeah then the ceo of the brain the pf the pfc focuses on the matter at hand and makes good judgment this pay total attention to this now area also works as an inhibiting system to put the 
the breaks on impulses. It's larger in women and matures faster in females than in males by one or two years. Wow. That's all. I think that's why women are like more mature. Yeah. Like when they're young. Yeah. Because their brain is just one or two years older. Older. So I, I know this is a lot and very complicated, but we think it's very really important. Very important to like just talk about it and it's this podcast is more about the facts and not really like about our stories. Yeah. And how we think about stuff. So Yeah. So now I'm just gonna quote a few examples that she wrote in her book. And the one It's just that you don't have to study brain science to know that little boys are all about action and adventure. Go to a playground and you'll see boys like uh, David and his friends in perpetual motion. Boys are programmed to move, make things move and watch things move. Scientists used to think this stereotype typical boy behavior was the result of socialization, but we are now... Oh, but we know now that the greater motivation for movement is biologically wired into the male brain. That's the thing that I just talked about, that it has nothing to do with the people around them. Yeah, I think everything that we read here has nothing to do about the people around them most of the time. It's just how our brain is like written and how it's worked and how it's coded. And that's... And on that, how we behave. And it can change for every human, but... Yeah, and it does not really, like, mean that every boy is like that. But it's yeah. just... That is just the the brain of the boy. And yeah, to that brain situation, there's coming more... Like, maybe if you do have ADHD or something like that, that's, like, something different and something yeah. more to your brain and how it works yeah it's like a script to a theater it's yeah. like not the end theater it's just a script and then yeah. you still have to play it so, yeah yeah um so this is a quote that someone in i think the author also does the um therapy for different mothers or parents or children that have problems with like how they be how they behave and stuff and there's one woman i think who went to the therapy and she said the other day when i was having a hard time getting him down for his nap paul took him and played with him on our bed hoping he'd called he'd calm down I had my doubts about whether it would work, but when I peeked in to check on them a little later, David was lying with his tiny hand inside of Paul's big one and they were both fast asleep. Oh, that's so sweet. This, I think it's very important that women often say, don't play with him, he's just gonna be more active and more like yeah. hyperactive and stuff like that, but it's just... That's not true. Like boys just they have more hormones and dopamine that they're just more active and what they do and how they play and stuff. So 
they need to like just move around and do stuff and action and then they will calm down and not just like be quiet sit down that's yeah. that's just not gonna work and that's also in in school i mean i think we all who went to school had this few boys in in class that were always talking and moving around and not listening and stuff but that's just how how they are yeah and that's also how they learn or something that's, like that yeah yeah and this is a very good uh, sentence to go on to the next um chapter chapter that i want to say um they said in a study conducted with boys and girls at a nursery school the boys demonstrated a clear hi higher higher <laughs> hierarchy by the end of their first play session among the girls some dominance hierarchy i don't know how to pronounce that was established too but it was more fluid in the boy groups however by the end of just the second play session the boys on an unanimously agreed about the ranking position of each boy and these rankings remained stable for the remainder of the six-month study how do boys know so quickly who's tough and who's not while bigger boys typically rank higher in status researchers found that the leaders weren't always the biggest in the study the alpha boys were the ones who refused to back down during a conflict these boys act aggressively demonstrated their, their, their strengths by picking on, intimidating and roughing up boys who challenged them. In the hormone tests taken on all the boys in the group, it turned out that alpha boys had higher testosterone levels than did the other boys. Again, just how they behave. <laughs> I think that's really interesting because I think I have seen that when like a group of boys how do my you see who the alpha is yeah but just now when i think about it, it's so important because that's the one with the highest testosterone level so he's the one with the most power you know and he's the one that will i don't know will be the strongest probably yeah, yeah. so that's just makes sense that he's the captain captain <laughs> with there's like, so many of these things that you don't really know but when you hear it it just makes sense and you're like oh my god that's like something that's yeah. just logical yeah. you know if we were to watch david's boy and brain oh <laughs> again if we were to watch david's body and brain with an fmri camera when he plays a game like super mario brothers Every time he makes Mario jump, we'd see David's brain acti activate the neurons that control his own jumping muscles. Muscles. He would embody the movement he sees, even though he's not real—he's not really jumping. Boys react more physically to their environment than girls do in this way. Their muscles are practically twitching in response to everything they see going on around them. And that difference may mean that boys use their muscles and nervous system more than girls to think and express themselves as well. For instance, when a boy first learns to read the word run, his brain fires messages to his legs, muscles and makes them twitch. He's rehearsing the action of running in order to learn the word. I think that's so crazy. That's absolutely like, crazy. Now when I watch some a boy or 
man game or watch a football game, I know what's really going on inside their yeah. head. Because for me, it's just like, yeah, they're running. That also makes sense why boys are so interested in all different kind of sports. Yeah, and so invested in it. I mean, women are as well. That's yeah. that's not the not the <laughs> point. But that's just and why they play games like I don't know, um, FIFA or all that stuff, <laughs> or hockey or something like that. So that just makes sense because yeah. it's mind blowing that we don't know. Yeah. Curious to find out how this applies practically in the classroom setting research to study at students in a great grade school math class to see how girls and boys solved conceptual math problems and how long it took them. The boys solved the problems faster than the girls. But what was most surprising to the researchers was that most of the boys when asked to explain how they got to to the answer gave an explanation without using any words. Instead, they squirmed, twisted, turned and gestured with their hands and arms to explain how they got the answer. The boys' body movements were their explanations. What also got my attention about the study was what the researchers did next with the girls. In the following six weeks of the ex experiments, they thought they taught the girls to explain their answers with the same muscles movements the boy had made without using words. At the end of the six week, at the end of the six weeks, once the girls stopped talking and started twisting and turning, they solved the problems as quickly as the boys. The male and female brains have access to the same circuits, but without intervention, use them differently. Wow, so, I've never heard that before. We're <laughs> actually the same, <laughs> but we're not. Yeah, but it's like, I think that also has something to do when someone is transgender like you this example is like when you want to be a boy or when you feel like you're more a boy than a girl and you do the whole transformation and also taking the hormones that the boys yeah. take you and that at the and at an early age in your life you can kind of like change how your brain works because you have the same hormone level the same hormones that you have as boy and as a girl so you can like switch i think here in my book just gonna quote something on the first page they say more than 99 percent of male and female genetics coding is exactly the same out of the 30,000 gens in the human gnome less than one percent variations between the sex is small but the percentage difference influences every single cell in our body. From the nerve to the register, pleasure, pain, to the neurons that transmit perceptions, thoughts and feelings and emotions. So we have like same, basically the same writing with 1% difference. So that's the only thing that differences. That's crazy. Um, also, just to like kind of quote that why boys may be more complicated during the, the puberty is that between the age of 9 and the age of 15 the the testosterone level 
goes like up until to 20 fold increases from age 9 to 15. So it like four times doubles itself? Yeah. That's it's like, it's, it's crazy. And that's just to know that why teen boys are so complicated and maybe not listening and stuff because their testosterone level is going crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> And also, I'm gonna like short this one. Um, the sleep schedule that the boys have, they that changes extremely in the puberty. And it's like when school starts, they would be kind of like asleep, but just like started to go to bed because they just... This, testosterone and the dopamine are so high the level of that that they just they they cannot sleep even if they want to because the brain just works and do stuff and but they have to sleep because they have school tomorrow but that just doesn't work so the sleep schedule and the school schedule doesn't really apply to boys (laughs) doesn't really (laughs) no (laughs) but that's crazy because the boys are those created that system (laughs) yeah like stupid yeah (laughs) why (laughs) why did you do that (laughs) no no (laughs) um and another fact that that was mind-blowing to me that the boys they have a kind of they when they hear a sound like a very specific sound like for for an example, bo- uh, girls talking about nonsense and stuff like that for a longer time, they they cannot understand what they're saying. They just they nod and they say yes, okay, okay, but they they cannot like really follow what the girls are saying, and that's yeah. that's mind blowing. Um, then the next is the male brain in love now it's getting interesting (laughs) (laughs) now we're getting there listeners no but that's really important i told that to many of my friends and they were like hold on so what okay so sex doesn't always lead to love but for the male brain it is necessary part of getting there Ryan's brain on sex was producing chemicals that created blissful euphoria similar to being high in cocaine. He couldn't figure out why when he was away from Nicole for more than four or five hours, he started getting a primitive biological craving. Because Ryan is male, we'd see the dopamine from the train being mixed with testosterone and vasopressin. If you're female, it gets mixed with ex estrogen and oxytocin mixing dopamine with these other hormones was now making an addictive high high octane fuel leaving ryan accelerated and head over heels in love the more ryan and nicole made love the more addicted their bodies and brains became when the lovebirds were apart they were constantly thinking about and texting each other that's crazy and it's also so sweet that we have like no control over it no you don't because <laughs> that's like in our brain it's like it's like being high on cocaine that's like why everybody's so addicted to love you know yeah 
that's why it's kind of toxic. Yeah. <laughs> because doing but cocaine is not really healthy. Yeah, but also beautiful. Yeah. Because when you're high in cocaine, then it's beautiful. Yeah. When you not taking it, then it's... It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. But that's just like something that you have to know that you kind of have to commit as a girl. Yeah. And like just, I mean, girls are overthinking about stuff like that because they have the hormones that like just are the self, self-consciousness self yeah. and stuff like that. And then your maybe your confidence level is not that high. So you're overthinking and you're worrying, but you know, like the male brain cannot really do that commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my part of the male brain. <laughs> and then the, now it's we're gonna go to the female brain, and then I think we'll just discuss a little bit about it. I think that what that podcast gonna be quite long, but it's we think it's really important. So it's important but complicated with all these words yeah. and. Yeah, I made we mispronounce them. So yeah. I just want to point out something that she said here that I think it's really important. She said male and female have the same average level of intelligence. Point. Period. <laughs> I think that's so important because I don't know. So many pe- people say w- women are more intelligent or men are more intelligent, and that's just not true. So I think that's kind of crazy. So, fear of conflict. As we all know, if you're female, you don't like conflicts that much. Studies indicate that girls are motivated and molecular and um, neurological level to ease and even present social conflict, maintaining the relationship at all costs in the female brain's goal. This may be especially true in teenage female brains. I remember when my friend Sally... Oldest daughter, te- old oldest teenage daughter Elaine, had sleepovers nearly every night with her best friend Phyllis, and one night they didn't, they didn't. They talked on the phone until they had to go to sleep. They planned her outfits, talked about crushes, boys, watched TV together on the phone. One day Phyllis started bad mouthing a less popular girl in class who had been close friends with Elena, in grad school, close friends with Elena in grad school. Her nemesis made Elena uncomfortable and angry, but as she thought about confronting Phyllis, her mind and body were seared. What does that mean? Seared by a wave of anxiety, so like the anxiety came. Yeah, it just over overflowed. It became real to her that if she made even a hint of criticism to Phyllis' face, a fight that will spell spell the end of the relationship could result instead of risking the loss of her friendship with phillies elena decided to say nothing that's so complicated yeah i mean i just said some (laughs) facts that were just clear and i come well she didn't said that because that will be that that would like mean that she will lose her friendship so you just say nothing the difference because i think males just that's what you said with the solution. Yeah. They just think about something and then they have a solution yeah. to it. And we think about all the consequences and what could go wrong and what could go right and what could go in between and what could go that way what, and that way. What could happen and yeah. what if and what if. That's crazy. Um, 
And also, I read about something in here, but I can't find it anymore. So I'm just gonna say it like that. So when women have deep talk or like talk all the time to each other or anyone, they produce a lot of oxytocin. And as we heard before, oxytocin is something that prevent gives us like a high like cocaine. Yeah. So that's something we need. That's why we always talk for hours and hours. Yeah, because it gives us like sense of intimacy. Yeah, and I. I also think that ox- oxytocin in the female brain like means that you you feel understood and you feel yeah. this, this safety with someone and that you could you can just be open about anything and you can talk about what you want and mm-hmm. you know it will stay between you two. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're doing a podcast because of the oxytocin. <laughs> yeah. So right now we're having our oxytocin. <laughs> inhaled yeah yeah so the brain below the belt so i want to quote something that i find it's really interesting so female sexual turn-on begins ironically when the brain turns off the impulses can rush to the pleasure certain and triggers it orgasm only if the amygdala the fear and anxiety center of the brain has been deactivated before the amygdala has been turned off, last-minute worries about work, about kids, about schedules, about getting dinner on the table can interrupt the merge towards orgasm. So we have to, like, turn off our brain to have sexual intercourse with someone else. Because when, when, when we see something, we think about all different... We cannot turn off our brain. So if we see something, if I see a book, I'm like, oh my god, I wanted to buy that. And I, oh, I wanted to read that one. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, my friend told me that one. So we really have to turn off our brain to get there. Because otherwise we'll think about our kids and dinner and schedules and everything. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's mind-blowing. That means that the male brain, they don't really think that much. No, they don't. I also read a few days ago, I wanted to find something out, so I googled it. And I read that women are more exhausted at the end of the day because they think a lot more. Yeah, that means that we don't have the same energy that they have because we spend so much time thinking about everything and what if and what (laughs) if that happens. Yeah. It's good, but it's also it's it's exhausting. <laughs> so here we have a good example for it. That I think that something is really interesting that female and male brains are from the beginning of their life they're different, and that's like something we train on. So here is something. Here is a thought like going through a male female brain. Oh no! It's really long, but I hope <laughs> I hope I'm not gonna say everything wrong. But here it goes. Imagine for a moment that we had an MRI scanner. This is what it might look like inside Sarah's brain and body as she processes her conversation with Nick, her husband, (laughs) as she asks him if he is seeing someone else. Her visual system begins scanning Nick's face, intensely foreseeing of his emotional responses to her question. Does he tighten uh, his face or relax it? Does he clench around the mouth or keeps it neutral? Whatever he, the expression on his face, her eyes and facial muscles will automatically mimic it. That uh, rate and depth of breathing start to match his. Her posture, muscular tension, 
comforts to it. Her body and brain um, receives his emotional signals. Their information is seen through her brain, circuits to search her emotional memory and bank of match. This process is called mirroring. And not all people can do it equally well, although most of situations on this topic have been done in primitives. Scientists speculate that there are many, maybe more mirror neurons in human female brain than human male brain. Sarah's brain will begin simulating its own circuits of her uh, husband's body, sensations, emotions were hers. They were like, she's like doing everything like it was hers to remember how she f would feel if she would do that. In this way, she can identify and anticipate what he's feeling, often before he con conscious of his, often before he is conscious of it himself. Matching breathing, matching posture is becoming a human emotion detector. She's feeling his tension in her gut, his jaws clenching in the straight of her neck. Her brain registers the emotions match. Anxiety, fear, control, panic. As, she starts to, as he starts to speak, her brain carefully uh, researches to see that he's, if what he says is congruent with the tone of his voice. If the tone and meaning do not match, her brain will activate wildly. Her cortex, the place of an analytic thinking, will try to make sense of this mismatch. She de detects a subtle incongruence in his tone of voice. This is a little too over the top, during a bit too much for her to believe that what he's saying. The meaning of his words, the tone of his voice, the expression in his eyes do not match. She knows he's lying. She knows using her brain entry emotions network as well as her con cognitive emotion suppression circuits to keep from crying. But the dam breaks, her tears roll down her cheeks. Nick's face looks puzzled. He would, uh, he has not been following Sarah's emotion nuances. Otherwise, he wouldn't have known she was losing it. Damn. Damn. Like our brain can analyze someone how they act and we kinda like figure out if they're lying or not. By in mimicking like mimicking then. Cause then we can go through our memory and rethink the time we did that so they know how they're feeling. That's just mind blowing. Oh, and also I think that I think it's crazy that they said here is that men they don't see or it's really hard to see for them the emotions. Yeah. So we women sometimes we think like I'm just not gonna smile at him for three days and then he's gonna notice I'm mad, but he's, he's not. not gonna notice. And if you don't cry or tell him I'm mad, I am that and that he will not know. And that's not because he's ignorant. And it doesn't it doesn't like mean that he's not interested or that yeah. he, he doesn't care. He just he cannot see it. Yeah, and that's that's crazy and that's not I it's not a bad thing cuz he has other strengths but yeah. I think that why I think it's so important for us to talk about it is because we women think men think the same way but they don't as we do and men think we think the same way as they do. They do. So and every we have intercourse with uh, we have um 
conversations with uh, the other gender every day and we don't know how they think and how they act. That's just crazy. Every time I think about it, I get really mad. <laughs> but we can go to that afterwards. So I have one last point. Um, there are those who wish uh, there were no difference between men and women. In the 1790s, the University of California, Berkeley, the buzzword among young women was mandatorily unisex, which meant that it was polit- politically incorrect even to mention sex differences. These are still those who believe that for women to become equal unisex must be norm. The biological reality, however, is that there is no unisex brain. The fear of discrimination based on differences runs, runs deep, and for many years, assumption about sex difference went scientifically unmixing, unexamined for fear that women would, wouldn't be able to claim equality with men. For pretending that women and men are the same while doing a disservice to both men and women ultimately hurts women. Particularly the myth of male norm means ignoring women's real biological differences in survival, suspicability and threatment of disease. It, it also ignores the different way that they possess thoughts and therefore perceive what is important crazy that's just crazy because i'm all for feminine uh, i'm all for the feminist thing but the problem is we're not the same and we'll never be yeah we will never be equal and that's just because we're different we can't be equal and that's but that's also crazy to think in to know you you cannot they're always different (laughs) you can never (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think, of course, there's, like, with the hormone level in your brain, yeah. some people are, like, more tend to think like men, and some people are more tend to think like women, yeah. and stuff, but we're never the same. We can never be. Yeah, and that's crazy. And I think that's also really important right now, with the whole feminism going on, that, like, women say, yeah, the male brain, uh, the, the men are just, like some stupid morons and I don't know and we're so much smarter and that's just like not true yeah like <laughs> I don't know if you're like <laughs> and I'm just I'm just like <laughs> it, it, it annoys me yeah it annoys me because I think at the end of the day we're all humans yeah and yeah I think with the rights we should all have yeah the same of course rights. But at the end of the day, we're different, and that's why it makes me so angry that no, that we're not. It's not general knowledge that you don't learn that in school or something like that. Because it's so important to know that I don't know that we don't act that way because we're just ignorant or so. Because that's our map in our brain. We cannot change that. And I think if we understand that, if we would understand that at a certain age or level, we could like have conversations more easily with everyone around us if we only knew (laughs) yeah if we only knew and i think it's also because we read it out loud it's harder to understand sometimes so i think i don't know just read the book just (laughs) read the book it's amazing i really and it's not that long it's not that long no and you you learn something on every page yeah 
And it's just like something... It's mind-blowing. Even if you don't really like... I don't know, want to be having conversations about this theme. It's just like something that's good to know because we have daily conversations with the male brain and with the female brain and they just are different and they will ever be different. Mm -hmm. But you can you can like communicate with each other. Yeah. And you can have a real, real relationship with the other brain and but I think it's important to accept that the other one is just different. different. Yeah. And if you know it, I think yeah. I I think about some situations where I acted out about something a boy or a man someone said to me. And now when I think back, I'm like, why did I act out? He he didn't he didn't mean it like that that, yeah. that way. He didn't want to say it that way, but that's just I interpreted something in there that's I thought he would think like that because yeah. I think yeah. like that. Yeah. But that's just not the way. And that's crazy. Also, the thing that you said with, um, I'm just going to like not talk to him for three days and he's going to know and he's going to notice. Yeah. Like, no, he will not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think if you don't talk to him for three days, maybe. Okay. But if yeah. You well. Don't smile at him or give him like the cold shoulder or something yeah because they're not he will not notice i also read something in here that from the beginning of our lives when we start our life as a baby women as a like small baby stay um they start to watch the everyone around them yeah and have eye contact and have eye contact and try to find out how what they're thinking and boys there was they did um, an experiment where they put a b- girl in a room with a Barbie and a boy in a room with a Barbie. And at the end, the girl was like brushing the hair, looking at it, looking in the eye, yeah. dressing it and everything. And the boy turned it around and used it as a gun. Yeah. Yeah. To play. I read that as well. That's crazy. And that's also, we're different from the start of our life. Yeah. Because our hormones are different. And that has nothing to do with manly men. Yeah. I think that's very important. That men are just the way they are. And they use stuff like a Barbie for like a gun or something. Yeah. And they try to take things and look at them. And like just think how they can use it as a weapon. Yeah, because... Like thousand years ago, I don't know if there were thousand years ago, but like let's say three hundred years ago, <laughs> hundred, <laughs> there, they would have been those who protected the family. Yeah, and they would have been those who knew all the around their house how it looked, yeah. what he could use to protect them. Yeah, because they're just stronger. Yeah, so and, and that's just a fact. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll would have been those who carried for the the babies and the kids yeah so we have like everybody has their own strength and differences yeah at the end of the day and that just that doesn't have to mean that you have to be like the typical i'm gonna say typical woman like caring for the children and the household and stuff like that but it's just that is our brain and that was how it worked until now when we had another perspective on that whole situation about 
women being women and men being men and now we're changing that mm-hmm. that the woman also can be the one who protect who protects the family and stuff but that's just the differences in our brain like that's written and you cannot override it and you cannot change it yeah maybe you can with hormones yeah but then you're like you cannot do the man and the woman the same no it's like the hardwired computer mac is not the same as windows yeah (laughs) so i think that was it we're getting there what do you take with you everything that i have read (laughs) yeah like that's just i i cannot say one thing because there's so many things that you just i i'm gonna take it with me and and read it again and again and and again yeah to remind myself (laughs) yeah that's just how it works yeah but every time now that some boy is like to me like are you okay? I'm like, wait, hold what? on. Hold on, you shouldn't notice that. How? Why? Why did you notice that? I think <laughs> I would ask, how did you notice? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you okay <laughs> that you notice? No, maybe it was too obvious, but you know. Um, yeah, I think for me it's the same. I just, I'm just going to read it over and over again. Because, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's not that interesting for everybody, but I think that's like was one of the most interesting things I've ever read in my yeah. whole life because it describes me and it describes the other the other other um sex so it's, yeah it's really important and I also always like kind of ask myself like why do both do boys act the way they yeah. do like <laughs> why like that we can try to understand them yeah 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 I think what I take with me is that we're not the same yeah and we'll we're not the same we'll never be and we're different and i think as sooner we accept that the other person in front of you if it's different sex they think different it's easier to have a conversation with them yeah yeah do you want to do your yeah of course (laughs) until next time when we will do the talking but you will keep your mind walking Bye-bye. Bye-bye.